I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here with special guest co-host Bobby McCumber. Bobby is a comedian. She's a radio host. She's also a dual sports star for Victoria. Welcome, Bobby. How are you going today? Oh, thank you very much. Yes, thank you for reading that. I, I sent it to you directly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be here, Cal. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So we had round four over the weekend, the second of two weeks celebrating Indigenous round. We had some pretty interesting footy weather. Oh. All of the all of the games in Victoria were underwater and all of the games outside of Victoria were really interesting. Lots of upsets yeah. and unexpected results. What did you think? Yeah. Oh, I mean, just the weather, to be honest, just looking at the, because I, I watched a lot of it on TV and I saw some highlights and everything as well. Dedicated fans. Now, I yeah. know that you're one of those fans that would sit in the rain <laughs> and support your four, is it four teams that you're a member of? Uh, yes. Yes. yes it yeah. is four teams. Just, yeah. Just absolute dedication. I mean, it's one thing for the players that are, you know, that's just part of their job, but the, the supporters, I love seeing that. I wouldn't do it myself, but. God, I love seeing other people do it. Oh, absolutely. I was at the Don's Tigers game, the Dreamtime game, yeah. and constant stream of people coming through the mm. games despite the weather. So, yeah, really, really nice to see. Did you have a favourite Indigenous Guernsey? Um, look, I'm not just going to say the Western Bulldogs because they are my <laughs> team. Uh, no, but I love Brisbane Lions. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't get to, to wear it this weekend. Obviously, it clashes oh, with the yeah, Melbourne Guernsey. Of, you, you know the one I'm thinking of, sorry, it must have been because I was looking at the highlights and I just saw it. It must have been the Gold Coast and there was a goal that was kicked by one of the Indigenous players and she did a dance. I've got it in my note. Kalinda House. Got it. Kalinda Sorry. Howard. Yes. yes. That was the one. Yeah. Anyway. She, yeah, superstar. Kicked two yeah. goals for them Yeah, no, I picked much like my my uh, multi-club membership. I have three favourites, but uh, I reckon Melbourne really oh, for me. Yeah. It's just... Just a very, very nice Guernsey. You know, could also probably name them all. They're great. <laughs> I know. They all look, they did look good. And I love seeing the boots and everything as well. And just some of the player involvement, you know, with, with Absolutely. the designs. Yeah, I, I I love Indigenous Round. So it's been good to see. Yeah, I think Kirby Bentley might have pained every single boot yeah, right. of the Dons team. Um, really? 
Yeah, wow. yeah. There was some absolutely rip-roaring boot designs out there and she was yeah. responsible for quite a few of them. It's amazing. Well, let's get into it. We'll start with our Friday night game. I turned on the television to watch this game and I thought, what are they doing on my local oval? It's underwater. It was such extreme wet conditions down in Tassie. The ball looked like a dead weight. You could see it. And anyone who's ever played football and had to kick a wet footy knows exactly how that feels. It's like kicking a concrete block, basically. And there was so much surface water. So they must have copped an absolute monster of a downpour for that to be the case. But basically, it was down to who adapted to the conditions faster. And North did that. They've kept their Tassie winning streak alive. And they adapted to the conditions. And they were really probably more prepared to make the most of their entries in Inside 50, whereas the cat's probably over-possessed, maybe tried to be a bit too cute in slippery conditions with the ball. Can't afford to do it in wet weather footy. Nope, you just got to slog it out. That's it. They finally geared up in the fourth term, but it was just too late to match that early work that the Roos had done in the wet. What did you think of the game? (sighs) Well, that was the one that kicked off the round, wasn't it? Uh, And pretty much every other game from then was just pouring with rain and just (laughs) wet weather footy. Uh, It's not what you want as a player, but, you know, I I think I do like to see wet weather footy players coming out. Like Jenna Bruton, I think, I mean, she's brilliant Uh in any weather, but you see good wet weather footballers and she's one of those players. In and under and, uh, you know, it doesn't always suit uh, the tools. And (laughs) as someone that is short like myself, it's the one advantage you have when it rains it's actually to your advantage because you are closer to the ground and you can pick up the ball. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, North Melbourne definitely adapted better. Uh, Jazzy Garner, you know, another player, she's one of the taller players, but I don't Mm. know how she has the hands that she does and the skills it doesn't matter what the weather is like. She's uh, she's unbelievable. Georgie Prisparkas as well, another superstar. But these players will be in my in my vote, so we can talk a little bit more about as well. Absolutely. Well, Georgie was a star. She picked up a game high disposals of thirty two. Yeah, I think she's also now snagged the record for the youngest player to get. 30 plus uh, disposals in a game. So I think it was Ed Marinoff had it before. Now it's Georgie P. So yeah. no, really, really great seat. Well, on that, who are your play on performers for the round? Well, I, I, Jazzy Garner, I just think she's a superstar. She had 22 uh, disposals uh, and three marks, which is <laughs> extremely hard in the wet weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, Georgie Prisparkas, God, she is. You know, when you have a sibling that is as good as Maddie Prisparkas and wins mm-hmm. the AFLW best in Paris you kind of think oh you're going to be living in the shadow uh not no, at all they are going toe to toe she is just an absolute superstar and and you love to see her play so yeah 32 disposals including nine tackles and that's another thing especially wet weather footy huge oh. delay a tackle like actually oh. be paid a tackle in that just, kind of game yeah uh, I mean it's it's tiring as it is but to tackle people and then constantly get back up she had 32 possessions uh she got two uh, oh sorry she's she's my three I beg your pardon sorry I changed my mind and I've swapped them around so Georgia Prisparkas was actually three, Jazzy Garner two. And I've got Jenna Bruton in there. Uh, she's got 24 disposals, five tackles. Uh, and like I said, I just love watching Jenna Bruton play. I have for many years and she's just say no bullshit kind of a player. She just gets yeah. in and under and, and gets it. And you just love it. You always want to have someone like Jenna on your team. She's extremely reliable. I've agreed mm. with you on a couple of those there. Three votes, Georgia Prisparkas for sure. Yeah. Uh, she also had 308 metres gained, which oh, wow. just goes to show how hard she was working around the ground yeah. to uh, to get some success for the team. I've given two to Jenna Bruton. 
I, I feel like in a midfield group like the Ruse, it's really hard to stand out because there's so many yeah. extremely high performers. But like you say, she's the kind of player that you want on your team. She's so reliable, puts in really consistent performances every week. And I've given one vote to Vicky War, who oh, is one of the new Irish recruits. Yes. Both her and, and Erica O'Shea obviously came to the Ruse this season, really, really liking what they're doing but Vicky Wall was particularly crucial in this game because she kicked two early goals which probably were what won it for the the ruse in the end yeah she had 10 disposals three tackles and two goals so a pretty efficient day on the park really but I just love watching Gaelic players adapt to AFL they're always so exciting and I think the way that a lot of them play Gaelic really lends to kind of lots of really creative use of the ball definitely yeah I had in my key takeaway, sorry, Vicky, Vicky Wall with her two goals and just the strong Irish woman, Cora Stoughton, like whenever they get the ball, you know something's going to happen. Like you said, they are so creative. On the edge of your seat stuff. Edge of your seat. And they're yeah. all so strong. They're just like the mm-hmm. best forwards that you would want in a team and really exciting to watch. So yeah, she was, she didn't get a vote for me, but she was definitely up there as one of the most exciting things in the game. It was definitely a tough one to pick, to pick out yeah. three people. <laughs> definitely. No, absolutely. For our first game on Saturday, we had the Eagles produce the first upset of the round. They overcame the Giants to steal a seven-point win. Final score for that game was 1-3-9 to 2-4-16 to the Eagles. I felt like both sides had quite a lot of run and carry. They were both trying to move the ball quite quickly, but it was West Coast that gained the upper hand. They really undid GWS's system with some clever matchups on key players. So obviously Elise Parker is always a really high performer for the Giants, but very quickly Ashley McCarthy moved down to match up on her. But then also uh, Cora Staunton uh, was in the goal square and did not kick a major in this game. I know. And it was a new up-and-comer, Sophie McDonald? Uh, Sophie McDonald, yeah, it was. Who had the job on her and she didn't register too many touches. Like if you looked at her stat sheet, you probably wouldn't think too much of it. But for for her to keep Staunton goalers as a a first-year player at the elite level, really impressive stuff. So love that. But yeah, disappointing for the Giants after such a massive win the previous week. Yeah, definitely. You know, I knew something was happening when I saw Cora Staunton in the back line. Mm-hmm. They always, you know, if there's a struggling forward, it's like you want to get them in the game, chuck them down the back line. As a backline mm-hmm. player, I'm very offended with that. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, excuse me, this is hard. Don't, this is not just you can get a kick however you want. Anyway, Corey did. She got back in the game there. But uh, no, I agree. Sophie McDonald did a really good job on her and and, and that's difficult to do. I tell you what, three, in the third quarter, there were a couple of turnovers, a couple of reversals. Bit of a bust up between a couple of young there players. There were. Yeah. And, you know, you don't see it. And then the umpire calls it. Someone's on the ground. You hope that they're okay. But, and then mm-hmm. you see everyone getting into it. And then, yeah, within a minute, it had happened again, one each way. So I was like, oh, this is on here. I know. And I, I don't know if it's if it's an unpopular opinion, but I kind of enjoy that fire in the oh women's God, game. Oh, my God, I love it. Isn't it's it? not something that you see a lot of. Mm-hmm. And whether that's down to the broadcast capturing it or it just yeah. being not that much of a thing in the women's game. But I love it because it's definitely there at local footy level. I can tell you that much. Oh, do you um, think it's because we're from the West? Is that why we love it? I, I found that the people <laughs> from the West are a little bit rougher than every other stuff. Love, love a bit of banter. <laughs> love a bit of push and shove. <laughs> Exciting to see, I guess, the passion in the contest there too. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Who are your plan performers for this round? 
Uh, so I've got Emma Swanson. Uh, I just think she's a gun. And mm-hmm. she she had 25 disposals, got a goal, nine tackles. Just when she gets a ball, she's someone else that creates. Yeah. She'll get the ball and she'll either create a goal or she'll do a turnover in the back line that turns into a goal for her team. So Really crucial as the captain of a side to be able to do yeah. that too, like really lift your team and change the yeah. momentum. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Emma Swanson. Um, two, I've got Sophie McDonald, so who did a really good job on Cora. You know, like we said, doesn't have all the stats to back it up, but yeah. watching the game, did a fantastic job. And one vote I've given to Jodie Hicks from the Giants. I think she's a great player, goes under the radar quite a bit, but she always does her mm. job. And, and I think she's one of those players that the Giants know and love and appreciate having mm. her and other teams may not realise, notice or appreciate as good as she is. So, yeah, yeah she's got my she's got my one vote. Bit of a friend. Yeah, player. yeah, definitely. She's playing a really good role as that like lockdown defender too. Yeah. Thought she executed that really well in that game. Cricketer as well. What another one of the dual hey. athletes. Hey. Yes. I feel ball, it's all ball awareness, isn't it? It is, it is. <laughs> I've got, yeah, Emma Swanson for my three votes. Pretty hard to go past that. Mm. Also kicked a goal on her old side. I enjoyed that. I've actually given two votes to Sarah LeKay, the Ruck for West Coast Eagles. So she was really competitive in this game, particularly in the air. She had 29 hit outs. But I think, you know, I'm I'm a Ruck. All right. An undersized one, but um, (laughs) a Ruck nonetheless. Yes. Um, And so I I love it when a Ruck performs. But I think um, particularly given Paris Laurie's departure, she's really had to step up into that number one Ruck role at West Coast. So obviously really good to see her owning owning that role. Mm. And I've given one vote uh, to Sophie McDonald for a job. Yeah. Um, Coruscant, just, yeah, great stuff. Mm, brilliant. And that game was at least a dry one. I know, it looked like a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, everywhere else in the country, no. And, and funnily enough, one of the low-scoring games with such beautiful weather. Yeah, I know. You'd think in in, in clean conditions you'd have a, a, big, a big score. But... You'd think so. So then on to our third game, which I'm going to class as the second upset of the weekend. The Suns just absolutely outclassed the Saints. Yeah. A huge win. I did not expect that. The Saints have been building well from the start of the season. Obviously had a couple of wins and a a good loss to Melbourne, I would say. Mm. And just looked like they had kind of a renewed vigour and system, obviously lots of good targets up front. Keisha was having an absolute screamer of a season so far. So for the Suns to turn around and put in a performance like that and really roll them, unreal. Yeah, it's good to see. I tell you what I love seeing, Kalinda Howarth. What a superstar. Everything she did, whenever she got the ball, I, I got to the edge of my seat. Like it was exciting because you yeah. knew something was going to happen. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, she kicked two goals. I love that she did uh, an Indigenous dance. I didn't catch it on the first camera angle, but then they showed it on one of the other ones yeah. uh, that she did. Which love is a great. replay. Yeah, love a replay. <laughs> and I mean, one of my favourite things, selling a dummy to one of the players. And it's just so obvious. She did like... Here you go. Like she's, there's no way she's going there. It's just old school in your face running this way. She did it. She got away with it. And I just, I bloody love watching her. It's beautiful. I love the way that she plays. And I often think about the way that she moves. It's, it's a bit like a ribbon in the wind. Mm, yeah. The way that she, she just moves so effortlessly through traffic and, and is a really, really dynamic player to watch. Yeah. Uh, who were you playing performers for this round? I mean, I think it's very obvious three votes is going to go to Kalinda Howard. I didn't know too much about her before this round, which is probably poor on my behalf, but 
I am going to be following her. Yeah. Uh, she was gone. Charlie Rowbottom, I've given two votes. So 30 mm-hmm. disposals, uh, nine tackles. I just love a high tackle count. I, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. These people are not just getting all the kicks and all the marks, but they are, they're going hard. Uh, and Bianca Jacobson from the Saints. So 19 disposals, five marks. I think she's, you know, a consistent play for the Saints and, and she stepped up for them, even though they lost, but I thought she did well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got almost identical votes okay. to you, just a couple <laughs> of rearrangements. Yes. I went with three votes for a row bottom. I don't often like to compare men's players and women's players, but I mm-hmm. really feel like, and this is quite timely because we just had the brown low, really feel like row bottom's got a bit of crips about her. Right. Just really strong, big-bodied midfielder who kind of crashes through those contests to win yeah. ball. I really enjoy watching her play. I think I'd love to play like that. I'm yeah. definitely not someone who plays like that. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, really, really enjoy her efforts. Um, like you say, nine tackles is uh, is not something to sniff at, so that's pretty mm. awesome. Uh, give my two votes to Howe. Much like you, I love watching her play. I love that she can perform both in the back line and up forward. Yeah, that's a you skill. Know, that's a handy player to have. Um, and obviously right now is making the most of her time in front of goals. So we love to see that. Are you are you a forward or back? Oh, you're ruck. I'm a ruck, but ah. um, occasionally get pushed up to rest in forward. Do you enjoy kicking a goal? Are you good at it? Do you know what? I did not kick any goals this season. Okay, um, that's good. Okay, so not too many rotations next year. No, yeah, yeah. Well, no, either that or I need to do some goal kicking practice. We lost our preliminary final by four points and I kicked three points and missed a set shot. So, okay, we can move on. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> but, sorry I brought but, it up. No, it's fine. It's not a sore point. It's fuel for next year. <laughs> And I've given one vote to BJ. She's pretty much the general of St Kilda's backline. Obviously had to do quite a lot of work on that day, but um, yeah, consummate performer and, yeah. and really, really puts the effort in. Fourth game. Oh. Uh, I mean, someone had to win this because it is... A game of sport. Yeah. Although, if you ask Carlton, that you don't have to win it. No, apparently. Oh, poor Carlton. But we'll get to that. We'll we, get will. To that. we will. <laughs> this game was between Pop Power and Sydney Swans. Played down at Alberton Oval for Aaron Phillips' 50th game, which was, uh, I mean, it feels weird that we've only just got to that, but here you are. Mm. The Power dominated the Swans. Absolutely oh. dominated them. And it was a real showing of the young talent that the power of recruited as well. Some yeah. real firecrackers there I'm really excited about. Swans responded with a bit of competitiveness in the second, but power just came out in the third term and absolutely ran away with it. Hannah Ewings. Oh, what a superstar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely amazing. I went to the Port Carlton game the week before and just thought that she plays like a footballer who's been playing at elite level for years not just in their first season really calm and considered with her football use one of the things I'm really really enjoying but with this sort of latest crop of draftees is the footy IQ and she's got it in spades so so smart so confident and so skillful in front of goals kick three never mind it's amazing so yeah no ripper ripper game for her is she sorry first year player is it yeah, she was uh, the Insane. third pick in the draft. She was, oh, okay, uh, right. My takeaway from this, looking at the, <laughs> looking at the highlights, it just looked like this was a video from Port Adelaide Football Club because it was just all of them with the ball, <laughs> just like uh, a highlight reel. Yeah, absolutely. So you know what, I 
feel for C- I'm happy for Port Adelaide, especially in Aaron Phillips' 50th game. And to see people like Hannah Ewings performing, it was great. Mm. Uh, Sydney Swans, it's going to be a long season, I think. Yeah, it just comes down to the lack of match experience for me. Yeah. And then when you put two sides together who've had kind of equal match experience, then I think it comes down to like how your list is gelling and how, mm. the connect- how that connection translates in a game. Yeah. Swans haven't found it just yet. No, I hope I hope there's an opportunity for them too. But I think you know, um, looking at the fixture ahead, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's a bit of an uphill battle. Gemma Horton too. Sorry, what was her injury? I know that she's out for the season. She has, uh, I think it's a syndesmosis. The oh, curse, the cursed syndesmosis injury. Right. Um, yeah, disappointing for Port. And just yeah. Gemma, obviously, too. Oh, definitely. Um, we spoke about Hannah, so she is definitely going to get my three votes. Three <laughs> goals. My God, 19 disposals, eight tackles in there as well. Hey, love when a forward can tackle. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Bonus points That's there. great forward pressure. Yeah. Um, and from Porter as well, I've got Abby Doric, uh, 24 disposals, 14 tackles. Huge. Oh, my God. And got a goal. What the hell? I tell you, the forwards back in my day didn't bloody tackle. But anyway, uh, and and Jackie Yorston, is it Yorston? Yorston, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, 15 disposals, 13 tackles. She got almost as many tackles as she did disposals. So, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. As you can tell, I bloody love a tackle. I just think it's so good to be able to do that on top of everything else. So, uh, yeah, though, those are my votes. You're similar or completely yeah, different? Yeah, yeah, no, very, very similar by one, um, mm-hmm. but definitely leaning in the the uh, direction of the young up-and-comers. Yeah. Three votes to Hannah Ewings. Of course. Can't, can't argue with that. Two votes to Abby Derrick. Can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, really exciting to see what a fully functional pathway from day dot to senior and elite football does for players yeah. now. It's pretty, so pretty, good. pretty fantastic. Mm. And I've given one vote to Montana Ham. I have a track record of always giving the losing team a vote. Oh, do um, you? Okay. I've yep. been trying to I've been trying to break that up a little bit. No, um, you do you. But in the in the interest of um, you know, a sporting chance. I've given Montana Ham one vote. Incidentally, she also got rising star. Oh, yeah. there we go. So not a performance to sniff at. It's definitely yeah. uh, great to see her back after that knee scare mm. in the first game of the season. Oh, that's right, yeah. I think she's gonna be a really exciting player to watch as she hits her straps. So nice yeah. to kind of Nice to kind of see her back on deck after that. Yeah. But, yeah, I really just think this game, I mean, I know it was Aaron's 50th, but also it was just a celebration of youth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really great stuff. Right, this game. (laughs) Game five for the round. The Blues travelled out to Fremantle Oval, duked it out with the Dockers, the final score, 5-2-32, 5-2-32. I always get a little bit nervous when the Blues match up against the Dockers. I still haven't recovered from last year's matchup where we nearly won it and it was undone in about 12 minutes of football. Yeah, right. If you can't tell already, I'm a <laughs> top-tier Carlton fan. Of oh, my I'm four fun. memberships, Carlton's at the top. I did pick that up, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I joke about it all the time, but I shouldn't. They love to concede that early lead with the yeah. Dockers and then rein them back in. Um, and just make it an absolute heart stopper. To their credit in this game, they did actually lift and come back. It wasn't a bad performance. It was just one where maybe we probably shouldn't have let them get away too much early on in the piece. But it was impressive to see that they didn't drop their heads and they kept working to fight back, obviously just narrowly missing out on, yeah. um, on, on getting the win again. On the flip side of that, though, it also meant that Fremantle still hasn't registered a win this season, oh. which just blows my mind. 
Oh, brutal. They're really having to work hard at the contest because they don't have those outside runs. And this week I felt like that built more. But, yeah, just uh, just a hard one for both sides, really. I think Harford said after the match that he was sort of happy with what was happening in the build and all that sort of thing. But I can't imagine Fremantle are feeling particularly great about it at the moment. It's um, it's a pretty strange space for them to be in, I'd say. Yeah. And, you know, watching this game, you don't like to think about the last minute or two, but... I mean, the last minute or two, there were multiple opportunities there for Frio. There's a lot of pressure. And unfortunately, they didn't come through where they could have sealed the deal. But yeah, like I said, it's not always the last couple of minutes, but that's what I remember. Yeah. Well, one thing that this season and certainly the season earlier this year has produced is some real exciting last few minutes, the Mm. dying stages of the final term kind of footy, like that game, Adelaide and the Bulldogs game. Amazing. I felt like, and we'll talk about it soon, but the Crows Pies game this week, same deal. Like mm. just on the edge of your seat, don't leave the stadium until the final siren is gone. Yeah. Kind of footy. I love yeah. it. Really love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who are you play on performance for this one? Uh, I have got three votes to Abby McKay, uh, 29 mm-hmm. disposals, eight tackles, two votes to Frio's Kiara Bowers. Like, mm-hmm. gee, God, I, I just. Tackles. I'd love the tackles were 17 tackles 17 yeah uh, 11 yeah 11 disposals but she is just tackling and god you do not want to get wrapped up by kiara bowers like just Mm-mm. her determination going through how three or four knee reconstruction i don't know she's she's had more than two yeah um and you know i gave one vote to uh to the blues more lalawiffy uh so she's, huge game from more right so I, I think she's always pretty strong uh for the blues and look i i another one of those things her stats probably don't show that she's one of the best players mm-hmm. but what she does down back um is yeah is brilliant and yeah so she's got one vote for me she got 12 disposals uh nine kicks two marks uh but she's Absolutely. yeah she's got the vote for me for the blues Absolutely. Well, uh, got a couple of similarities there too. Uh, I gave Abby McKay three votes. She's just having an absolute season. I feel like with the three jig of the Carlton midfield, post-Press Parkers and obviously now with Maddie Gearan being out again with an, an ACL, mm. she and Mim Hill are really having to step up and take the lead in that midfield and they're not disappointing. And Abby's just going from strength to strength. So it's yeah. really impressive to see two votes to Mua. Hey. She kept us in that game. Yeah. Like you said, her, her stat sheet doesn't, doesn't really tell the whole story, but if not for her work down back, the pressure, the perceived pressure, the sheer flurry of it all, trying to, trying to keep, things away from the big sticks and again probably one of those players that you don't pay a lot of attention to mm. you know um but actually is a real workhorse of that back line yeah arguably one of the best back lines in the competition hey there we go i'll, I'll put it out there <laughs> <laughs> i'll just completely say with Mua, i'm really good friends with Mua. we worked together for many years and we're quite close and she said to me once and uh i thought this was going to be a really beautiful moment between the two of us she said <laughs> bobby you are so close you know I know that I can call you whenever I need and you're always there if there's anything going on in my life you were like a mother to me I said mother (laughs) you're the same age as my wife I'm not that old sister call me your sister sister so we supportive friend a friend an older sister for Christ's (laughs) sake your mother Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was so offended. So now every time we see each other, we're like, sis. But I yeah, can't good. believe. Apparently Just reinforcing that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, she she is just a bloody legend for the back line. So, yeah, yeah love it. Love it. 
Um, and I've given one vote to Keely Skepper, who I am a massive fan of. And if if you didn't see it on Twitter, I actually called that she was going to get the rising star. Oh, look um, at you with your picks. I know, I know. Look um, at you. Uh, another one of those uh, new draftees, she has exemplary footy IQ, but her ability, and I said this the other, the other week about Riley Wilcox, same deal, her ability to hit up a target inside 50 from a kick and it be not a big loopy one that you have to, you know, crash a pack to get, but just mm. a beautiful short, sharp, low pinpoint bullet of a kick yeah. is the best. I love it. <laughs> and he's seeing it more and more across this competition with all these these young young kids coming up. But yeah. she had 14 disposals, three tackles, and obviously the rising star norm. Just really impressive stuff. I can't wait to see how she grows at the elite level. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, and then we've got our Saturday night game, which I feel like was when everything turned to crap weather-wise. Definitely. In Victoria. <laughs> Conditions kind of reminiscent. Oh, Friday night, there was definitely a lot of surface water out at Box Hill, but we had the Hawks taking on the dogs at home. The final score was 117 to the dogs, 6137. So, pretty confident win there from the dogs. They were just too good in the wet weather. And the Hawks, like the Swans and like most expansion teams, I think are still trying to find that connection, particularly when they're getting up inside 50. It was a slow start. You could forgive no one for actually registering a score in the first quarter given mm. the conditions. But from then on, the dogs just had more composure over the footy. And they just looked like they were having a lot of fun. Didn't they? I watched it on TV and Sarah Hosking was doing the call on the broadcast that I was watching. And you could tell she just wanted to be out there with them. <laughs> yes. Oodles of like, oh, I wish I was out there. And the yeah. looks like a lot of fun. Despite adding numbers to the contest for the Hawks. So you could, you sort of started to see a few more players drift up. They weren't really able to turn the momentum in their favour and the dogs, they ran away with it. And that's four on the trot for the doggies. The struggles that they had earlier in the year with with all of the COVID and trying to find some rhythm with their game, really great to see them kind of continuing on where they finished at the end of last season. Mm. Uh, I'm a dog doggies member fan. Love them. Mine are in the four. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, in the four. Yeah. Oh, good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, Kirsty Lamb, fifty games, got a goal. Uh, Absolute. I mean, just killing, killing it. I actually think that's who Hosco was jealous of. <laughs> oh right, yes. yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, so she dominated. She has continued to dominate. I, I just bloody love her. Um, mm-hmm. So really good to see uh, the doggies get the win and for her to get the goal. It was, yeah, it was a good day, good day for the doggies. Um, Gabby Newton stepped up. I, I haven't got her in my best players or anything, but the doggies really needed someone up forward this season, you know, losing Bonnie too good, uh, and then Brooke Lachlan as well. Yeah, and also Izzy who went to the Giants, Izzy, of course, too. Yeah. yeah, so there was a massive hole there and, you know, Gabby's been unlucky with uh, injuries, but God, she's back and she's exciting. It's so good. Yeah, wrapped to have her. So she's another thing about the doggies and what I picked up with with that game. Yeah, I'm also really enjoying Alice Edmonds' development in Ruck so that Celine Moody can play a tall yes. target alongside Gab up front. Mm. I think that's really working for them because when you have two talls, oh. you don't know which one to mark. Who's <laughs> going to get it? So I think that's certainly opening up opportunities for the dogs to score. Yeah. But, yeah, really, really stoked, stoked for the dogs with that win. Who were your playing performance? Uh, of course, Kirsty Lamb. She's got my three votes, 50 games, 25 disposals, five tackles, and a goal. Uh, Ali Blackburn, every time. Mm-hmm. Kirsty and Lammy, those two just keep stealing votes off each other, but they're, they're great leaders of the club. Um, she got 22 yeah. disposals. Uh, she got a goal as well. And, and she's she'll always get a goal. You know what I mean? She steps up. She's always in there. Um, and you know who I've given one vote now? 
I gave one vote to Jess Duffin, and I'll tell you why I've given this to Jess Duffin from Hawthorne, yeah. because she kicked the most perfect torpedo <laughs> I've ever seen. And so many people tried to do it, especially in the rain. Everyone's just throwing it on the boot. And there were so many attempted torps that were just absolute terrible kicks. Well, Jess Duffin kicked the most perfect torp. The commentators at the time were talking about something else. They didn't mention it. I couldn't stop talking about it. My wife was just going... <laughs> So is a torp a good thing? I'm like, it is so difficult. And she it's has now so them. difficult to execute. I have not seen a torp like this. And she's like, okay, why didn't the commentators bring it up? I'm like, they must have missed it. This is unbelievable. She needs to get more airtime. Anyway, I spoke about it for five minutes. So anyway, so she got my one vote. <laughs> she got my one vote. Just stuff then. Good on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another one of those pickups for Hawthorne, I think, who has so much more to offer, not just on field, but leadership and experience across yeah. the board. I gave Lammy three votes. Yes. I gave Ellie two votes. You just can't. It's very difficult to separate those two. It is. Largely because it's very difficult to separate them on field. They're just, their connection and the, the yes. way that they play together is just such a joyful thing to watch. It is. Yeah. So I don't, I, that doesn't warrant any further explanation. They're just great. And I've given one vote to Jazz Fleming from the Hawks. So she, yes. number two draft pick. Yeah, I've been really impressed with how she's gone across these last four rounds. Obviously, plays in the midfield for the Hawks, new to the elite level of footy, but you don't get to be a number two draft pick without being a warranted thing. I think the more that she gets to play on teams and play on players like Blackburn and Lamb in those midfields of, of more experienced sides, the better she's going to get. In this game, she had 25 disposals and three tackles. She's really quick. It's just, again... Really exciting to see the development of footy skills across the board as those pathways are more complete. Um, yeah. So, yeah, lots lots to like about that. And I think the Hawks have got a good pick up there. It's just about building that team-wide connection just at a matter of time. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sunday, the rain continues. Of course. <laughs> and we're treated to basically three very wet, wet games. Our first one to kick things off on Sunday, of course, was the Pies v Crows down at Vic Park. Very, very close game, this one. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I really felt like the Crows won the game because they won possession and they won territory. They just almost undid it for themselves by not being super accurate on goals. But again, probably can forgive that with considering what the conditions were like. Yeah. 
nearly ended in a draw. Yes. Steph Giocchi had a shot on goal that just peeled a little bit wide of the big sticks and meant the Crows held on for the win. That's also the Pies' first loss of the season. So really, really interesting game. And I think, yeah, again, one for the fans, the very dedicated fans. Oh, absolutely. It was always going to be a good game. So I think the scoreboard really showed Mm -hmm. what we were expecting. Um, Hey, all female umpires. Yeah, the game, which is awesome. Love so love to see. That's the first time that that's happened in AFL, AFLW, either or. That seems wild. It's yeah. just season seven, but yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I, we've definitely seen more and more female umpires across the board, which has been great, mm. but wonderful to hear the entire umpiring crew were all uh, all female, which is awesome. And also one thing I did notice, Ash Brazel coming back, first game back for Collingwood after representing Australia in the netball. And what, did it happen in the first quarter where she got her nose smashed, blood everywhere? Like, <laughs> oh, no. The commentator said it about exactly as I said it. Welcome back to football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know netball is technically a non-contact sport, but I've yeah. seen how hard those players go at it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, footy, you just you got no chance. And Braz plays so hard at the ball, too. Oh, definitely. Her first efforts are surpassed by her second efforts yeah. every time. Yeah, no, she's a gun. It was a stray arm from um, Chelsea Randall. I think she was like trying to fob oh. off a tackle and it was completely accidental, but got her smack. Her forehand yeah. just got her straight in the nose. And, yeah, welcome back. Who are your player performers for this round? Uh, well, I have got, uh, she's normally the queen of tackles, Ebony Marinoff, uh, mm-hmm. 23 disposals, only the five tackles. Uh, but it, she's a gun for the Crows. She always is. Uh, another person, when she's got the ball, she's always... She always does something good with it. So uh, I've given three to her. Uh, two to Michaela Cam from the Pies. 17 disposals, six tackles and one goal. I thought she was great for the Pies uh, and probably the standout. One vote I've given to Anne Hatchard. She mm. didn't kick a goal, but God, she 26 disposals, 10 marks. She kicked three behinds, but she presented like a forward should. She created a lot of opportunities for other people as well, but she's a great forward that you, yeah, you really want to have. 10 marks. That's insane. It's unreal. I love watching Hatch play. Mm. She's a bit of a bit of a personal inspiration. Kind of yeah. would would love to model my footy more on how how she plays. Obviously, you know, have to kick some goals too. So <laughs> I want to I want to be a forward. But uh, I've given three votes to Ed Baranoff too. She's just, yeah. just just a force in her footy. Literally, metaphorically, physically, force. Mm. I've given two votes to Mickey Can. Agree with you on that one as well. Um, yeah. And I've given one vote to Madison Newman, who uh, had 17 disposals and one tackle, but landed herself amongst the best on ground in the day. I think after, you know, losing some pretty key personnel to the port expansion, um, obviously gives opportunity to those players who might not have seen a lot of game time to really step up into the fold. So, yeah, really nice to see her getting some success there too. Yeah. Game eight for the weekend, uh, very exciting one. It's the first Dreamtime game for the AFLW. Obviously, the Dons see the Ticks. Uh, they played at ETU Stadium down at Port Melbourne in similar conditions to everyone else in Victoria. Uh, the final score was 3-6-24 to 3-8-26 to the Tigers. Another real exciting game. I was looking forward to this one largely because I felt like at the end of the last round that Essendon and Richmond were kind of on par in terms mm. of, you know, the kinds of footy that they're playing. I thought it would be really interesting matchups in the game, but also they're kind of at the same level with how they've been performing. So I think definitely Essendon has come away uh, as being one of the more successful expansion sides. I want to say that's probably due to the fact that they have a really great mix of excellent off-season recruiting 
but also a really solid foundation in their VFLW program. Obviously, yeah. premiers this year, and a lot of those players have come in into the VFLW level. Um, so really impressive to see not only the list build, but the way that that list is connected prior to the season starting. So they're definitely having the most success there. Again, another game with really slippery conditions, a bit of rain in the second half. Not great for footy, but mm. you, you make with it what you can. Mon Conti, just absolutely obscene, creating opportunity, yeah. creating something out of nothing. So often it's just ridiculous. Um, I really yeah. love watching her play and I'm going to call it now, but I reckon she's going to be up there this year for the, the league BNF. Mon Conti. She's the greatest player in the AFLW. She's so skilled. She's so composed. She's just so good. Watching her play, she's a level above. I, yeah. I am a huge fan and she's always been up there and everything. But I honestly, for me, I, I agree. I honestly think yeah. she will be uh, up there with the with the BNF. But in, in my eyes, she is the best player in the league. She's another one who earns that ribbon in the wind yeah. tag from me. The way, the way she moves through traffic is impossible a lot of the time it's it's unreal and she um, makes it look so easy yeah yeah but I mean this is one of the reasons I enjoyed this game so much because it was such a good midfield battle mm. there were some really good matchups I loved Sarah Hosky on Maddie Press Parkers Sparkers, that was brilliant huge from Hosko Mm-hmm. probably key to the Tigers win I would say yeah Maddie was pretty quiet in that game and ultimately, I think the Tigers just had better accuracy and connection up front. Yep. I'm really keen to see this matchup develop over coming seasons too. I think it's going to be a really good rivalry. Mm, yeah. I was expecting it to be a good game. Bombers, new team coming into it, but they really don't seem like it. They feel feels like they've found their feet pretty early on. Mm. Um, I mean, I spoke about it before, but, yeah, my three are going to Mon Conti. I just... 15 yeah. disposals, nine tackles, one goal. Like I said, the most skilled player in the competition in my eyes. Uh Two, I gave to Sarah Hosking. I love seeing that battle between her and Prosparkas. And you know what? I think both of these players are a bit lippy and they'll get in each other's faces. Oh, yeah. And they did. It was it was so good. Uh, yeah. What did they say? 14 disposals. Did a great job on Maddie. Uh, so Sarah Hosking's uh, two votes for me. And one vote I've given to Stephanie Kane from the Bombers. 16 disposals and six tackles. Uh, I thought she played a good game too. We're on par for this. Oh, exactly yeah? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> Mon's a freak. Gets the three. Always. He's amazing. Yep. I love it when former players have to match up on each other too. Yes. So this, this, is, this is a favourite thing of mine. And I love it because you just know that they will go a little bit extra harder. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I gave one vote to Steph Kane. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the long sleeves, the yes. long sleeve jumper. Such an amazing two-way runner. Definitely think that's her absence from Fremantle. It's that particular skill set that she possesses that's really yeah. running them down on the outside run there. Mm. Um, now it's now it's Essendon's um, and she's co-captain. I think she's, yeah, she's doing a great job there. Yes, yeah. So our final game for the round and probably the one I think that everyone was really, really looking forward to um, was, of course, the Dees or Nam taking on the Lions down at Casey Fields. Um, I was secretly really hoping that they would move this onto a stadium. So I think it didn't happen. Um, Yeah. And I do wonder that if it was at a stadium, would the results be different? Because unsurprisingly... More wet conditions on top of Casey Fields. Yeah. Very special subclimate. It is. The Ds came out strong in this one. They kicked three goals before Brisbane could even respond in kind. The final score, 4-3-27 to 6-2-42. The Lions just surged away 
they got a, I think, a really crucial goal at the top of the third quarter. And after that, the momentum just changed, despite the fact that Melbourne had actually held the lead at every change. They, the Lions just burned away in that final quarter and they claimed top spot on the ladder and a pretty, pretty ace percentage boost as well. Yeah, I think it was always going to be a good game between these two. And like you said, Melbourne come out really strong, but Brisbane, they're looking very dangerous, aren't they? I I said last week, pending this game, because I was like, I don't know, you know, this is the only game where I think it might change, but it hasn't, that I couldn't see any other team in the competition beating them in the form that they were in last week. Yeah. And I'm going to say that again right now, because I think, you know, if they keep playing like this, that's that they're in the grand final already in my mind. I mean, they are potentially, well, one of, definitely in the top two, I would say, best teams in the history of the AFLW. Like, to mm-hmm. do that consistently, Craig Stasevic, what I mean, he's he's been coaching since the start as well, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 I mean, what, what a great coach. Foundation coach, uh, you know, players want to stay there as we've mm. seen, you know, that you're getting opportunities everywhere else, but they want to stay there and they want to play there and you can really tell that they play for each other and they're a great team. They're going to be another one that uh, people are going to struggle to to come up against. Absolutely. And it's that team effort, the one percenters that they do and they do for each other mm. that, gets them, that gets them over line every time. Like there was a moment in the game in that fourth term where Sophie Conway kicked a goal but it was Dakota Davidson's effort in a spoil and her knowledge that Conway was just there behind her, just tapped it over the back, straight into her hands, bang, through the goal. Yeah. It's that kind of team synergy and that um, that really, really makes them hard to beat. Yeah. Who are you playing performance for these rounds? Uh, so three votes from Brisbane. I've got Jess Wardlaw. Only the 10 disposals, but two Crucial goals. Yeah, another another set. I take the forwards have really been standing out to me and I don't always do that. I've given a couple of backs and, you know, on-ballers always get it. But some of the forwards are really exciting and I just love to see it. Everyone loves to see a good, strong yeah. forward kicking goals. It's, it's exciting. So so she's got my three. Uh, Lily Mithen, uh, Mithen mm-hmm. playing her 50 games, 23 disposals. So that's the highest uh, disposal count that she's had. And, and yeah, seven tackles as well. So uh, consistent performer for Nam, uh, and she did really well. So she's got my two votes. Uh, and then Catherine Stark, 11 disposals, 10 tackles. Yeah, she, she was really crucial Huge. for the lines as well. So just got the one vote there. It was close between her and Lily, but I thought, Lily, you played 50 games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree with a couple of those. I've actually given three votes to Ali Anderson. Oh, Yes. I do, I do take your point with Jessie Wardler, though. I love, her, mm. love the way that she's fashioning herself into a premier tour forward for yep. the Brisbane. This time, Ali Anderson gets my three votes. 22 disposals, six tackles. She's really critical to that midfield unit. Obviously, like Bates, Spark, Anderson, layers upon layers of talent. I've given two votes to Cathy Spark. Um, her second efforts and her work off the ball, I think, is really important too. And I've given one vote to Lily Mithen. Because she played 50 games. Because she played 50 (laughs) games. So consistent in her approach to a game. Really critical player for them. You know, great to see. Mm. Well, that was was our round for the weekend. Um, Have you got a one to watch uh, for the upcoming round? I do. You know what I love about this week? Uh, We've got AFL Grand Final, so it's just one game. But there's (sighs) two public holidays and AFLW is taking over the football calendar. So we've got a couple of games on the Thursday. On the Friday, that's the big one. So there's four games that are happening. And the one that I think is going to be a big one, Collingwood-Essendon. So Ooh, uh, yeah. capacity there is only 7,200. I just think 
Melbourne are going to come out and watch all of these games. They're going to be craving football. Uh, there's even a game before AFL Grand Final, like Punt Road, the Tigers playing. So anyway, there's a lot going Amazing. on. I, I hope that we get lots of crowds down there because people are just going to have footy fever this weekend. Uh, but my pick of the round is Collingwood, who are sitting third on the ladder, uh, playing the Bombers, who are sitting sixth. I think this is going to be a good game. It's going to be the start of a rival game between the two. I think so too, actually. You're, you're on the money there. That Friday. Huge. That looks like a challenge to get to every single game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh. Um, I'm actually really excited for the Dogs North game. Yeah. I mean, obviously we know Dogs have had quite a lot of success. North are two and two, I think, but two narrow losses, still pretty solid performances so I feel like this is a, a matchup that could go either way. I, I agree. And, you know, conditions pending. Hopefully we get some good weather so that they can play football rather yeah. than to con- contend with the external conditions. But, yeah, I'm keen for the midfield matchup. I'm keen for the talls on each side performing. Having Kim Rennie at North has been a real revelation to yeah. allow Emma King to push up forward and pinch hit, really kind of freeing her up, but in the same way, that Alice Edmonds has done that for Celine Moody for the dogs and obviously mm. Gabby Newton's performing. So there's just lots of parallels. So I'm really interested to see who comes out on top in that yeah. one. Yeah, awesome. good one. Good picks. Well, that's it from us uh, for this week's review of round four of AFLW season seven. If you'd like to follow along with us this season, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at row underscore Kel. And you can also find at play on Radio Mel. Bobby, where can people find you? At Bobby McCumber on all of my socials, I think. That's handy. I love Isn't that. Isn't it? Mm, Consistency is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Footy Actually. See ya. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.